Happy Friday, everyone. Hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We're going to be talking about our ballers, busts, and honorable mentions from week 11. I have Dale and Eric back with me this weekend, so let's get started. Welcome to the Married to Football podcast, the super fan take football today. So I know we had our stay-at-home Thanksgivings. How was how was everybody's? Eric, I know you had Bob Evans. Was it delicious? Oh, Bob Evans was fire. It was really good. I highly recommend it if you're uh, by yourself and you don't want to create dishes or uh, you know you're just trying to get in and out with a good solid turkey dinner. I it was, it was actually looked great. so good. Like I was like, wow, that actually looks really good. I mean, I initially. I wasn't sure what my son was going to be doing. And when my mom canceled, uh, I was like, okay, well, we'll, we'll do that. But then, uh, I ended up taking my son to his mom's, uh, his mom's boyfriend family house. So I freezed me up. And then I was like, well, I did a Thanksgiving. So yeah, Bob Evans was dead. They were running a Thanksgiving special. Oh yeah. I treated myself hard. It was great. I brought my phone and my uh, AirPods in, and I watched the Lions game at my table, and ate a really good turkey dinner, and I brought home a piece of pie that I'm probably going to eat later tonight. Mm. Mm-hmm. Dale, so you and Nellie just stayed home too then? Yep. Yeah, we, we got some stuff uh, from the store this week. Um, you know, so we had like mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, macaroni and cheese, green bean casserole, um, some ribs, some chicken. Uh, some stuffing and uh, and the pie. You had the worst. So, you sent me the picture. I saw it. You had everything. Yeah, it was it was good. It was uh, well. It's the first one that we've had by ourselves. Yeah, so <laughs> it's weird by yourselves, isn't it? Weird being by yourselves this year. Like, yeah, it's definitely a little strange. I'm very used to seeing other people. When you guys come into town when COVID's over, I'll make this for you, and we'll have we'll just call it a. An after Thanksgiving drink. Yeah, we we can be thankful whenever it is we have it. Yeah, so. that's the cutest saying ever. We can be thankful for whenever we have it. Dale, that was that was perfect. <laughs> that was literally perfect. That's like a that's like a Charlie Brown saying. Well, I mean, not not to get too like sentimental or whatever, but I think we'll all be pretty damn thankful to be able to just do normal shit again. So yeah. it would be appropriate. Yeah, exactly. It'll, so it'd be pretty appropriate to have that and just be thankful for being able to, you know, lead a normal life again. So, Yeah. Eric, you start off our baller of the week. It's Thanksgiving week, so make it a good one. Oh, it's a good one. Uh, the Cleveland Browns defense, 20 points scored. They were the top scoring fantasy defense. Who would have thought that, especially with Miles Garrett being out? But they had three turnovers. Five sacks. They had a pick six and a safety. Um, mm-hmm. And it was a, it was a bad weather game. They were aided by that. The, the weather was kind of close on the field, but uh, they uh, kept Carson Wentz in check. I think he had a garbage time touchdown. He threw for a couple touchdowns, but uh, all the turnovers and sacks uh, really uh, scored some points. And it, I love when I can incorporate the Browns as my ballers in any way I can. I got all of them. That was without Miles Garrett. It's a beautiful thing. Oh. Olivier Vernon came through with three sacks and Miles Garrett's uh, 
absence, including that sack for safety. Awesome. Oh, how beautiful for you. I'm happy for you. That's a good good Thanksgiving Thank pick. Thank you. Dale, who's your, your Thanksgiving baller of the week? I went with the Mad Titan himself, Derrick Henry. Uh, it's 28 carries, 133 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, and, the, and it came uh, in overtime to win the game. Yeah. So he was my baller of the week. Yeah, that was a beautiful touchdown. I was so happy to see the Ravens fall. I couldn't believe it. I, I had a feeling Titans were going to pull this game out, but when I saw Derrick Henry, I knew when Derrick Henry broke off from that run, I go, it's over. Like, you could just tell he was getting a touchdown. He, when he gets out there, he doesn't often get run down. No. And he's got the, he's got the speed and the strength to, take, to break open basically any carry and take it all the way. Yeah. When he gets going, he, it's over. I don't know who anybody can bring him down. All right, guys. My baller for Thanksgiving is Pat Mahomes. Because that fourth quarter touchdown drive, just just something we expect from Pat Mahomes. He's so good. I just think he is something to be reckoned with. And I was kind of sad to see he said like he isn't like as good as Tom Brady yet. And I'm like, no, you're you're already better. Like in my eyes, he's already better than Tom Brady. And also, I'm a little nervous. The Steelers have to play them. Watching that fourth quarter touchdown drive, I'm like, oof. He is literally the scariest quarterback to me in the whole league. What do you guys think about that? Do you, are you guys scared of Pat Mahomes in the playoffs? You're both Browns fans, you know? Do you, yeah. Do you think Baker can, like, keep up with that? Like, I don't know. He's, he scares me. Like, watching him get – I mean, they had less than two minutes left, and he just made it look so easy. I mean, he, he did it to everybody last year, and they – you know, including in the Super Bowl – um, yeah, there's, everybody should be scared of him. I mean, maybe not scared, but at least concerned and worried. I mean, as good as any defense is out there in the NFL, the league is, has changed the rules a little bit over the last handful of years. So it's much harder to slow these offenses down. It can be damn near impossible to stop them. And so you, you absolutely have to be concerned anytime Pat Mahomes is on the field. Yeah. And I, I get, I get the con. He's better than Brady right now. He's not as good as Brady's career. So it's it's two different questions and two different uh, two different he's answers. Definitely but, I mean, if better you're than right who you now. Want now. Yeah, who you want now? There's no question. Yeah, no question. And even at the beginning of his career, if you compare like Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes at the beginning of their careers, he's better there too. To be fair. Um, the beginning of Brady's career was in a era where it. He didn't have uh, – there weren't as many offensive-friendly uh, rules in place. Okay. Uh, but, he, yes, he, he is better than Brady, but uh, – and I'm not in the business of giving Tom Brady excuses, but I do feel compelled to mention that, though. So. Okay. Hey, they created those rules to help Tom Brady specifically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. So, uh, can I get back on your, your point about being afraid of Mahomes? Yeah, I want, I want to hear um, your thing. As a Browns fan? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But here's my thing. Now hear me out. I think if the Cleveland Browns can get into the postseason healthy, they could pose a matchup problem for the Kansas City Chiefs in that they rush the passer well mm-hmm. and they run the football well. They could pound that ball. And then Kansas City gets some nasty weather in uh, January. There's been some very nasty weather games there. They could pound the ball with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, 
have Baker Mayfield just manage the game, not turn the ball over, and keep that ball out of the hands of that vaunted Kansas City offense. Mm-hmm. You could control the pace of the game. You can control the football. And you, you have a shot. They're not invincible. I mean, the Raiders beat them. The Raiders could have beat them twice. They should have beat them twice. They should honest. have. They should have, to be honest. Yeah. Um, the, the Kansas City is not, you know, invincible. Mahomes is on another level. He plays there. He's got all kinds of arm talent. I think we're, we're getting a little ridiculous with the amount of praise that we keep on him. But, uh, he, he deserves a lot of praise. He, we'll have to see how it unfolds, but. I think a matchup with the Browns and Clement Weather could pose a problem for them. Okay. Now, let me qualify the Browns on that. And, and I, I do not trust the Browns in good weather conditions against the Chiefs. That back end of the Browns' defense is terrible. They need to have at least Garrett and Ward. Back. Everyone has to be healthy. Right. Yes, healthy. We, right, a healthy, healthy a healthy defense. Now, We'll see how that unfolds. Ward's gonna miss some time. Hopefully, Miles yeah. is back after this game. I think they can. I think they're okay this week. Mm-hmm. But, uh, That's what we're talking. Healthy, yeah. Come healthy. Come time. Peace. You want to have all your thoroughbreds. Yes, Eric. Who is your Thanksgiving bust? Uh, you know, I believe he was Dale's honorable mention maybe the week prior, and I hate to do this to him, but Marquez Valdez. Threw away the game for the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers by fumbling in overtime. I understand he's trying to make a play, trying to get extra yards. Yeah, hold on. If you want to be, you want to be a big boy. You want to be considered that solid number two receiver for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. You got to hold on to that football there. Okay, I mean he didn't have a huge game anyway. Uh, He caught three passes to fifty-five yards. I mean. uh, Devontae Adams and uh, Aaron Jones, uh, I believe that's who it was, were uh, doing the heavy lifting. But, uh, yeah, he uh, cost the Packers the game, and he handed that game to the Colts, who now sit atop the AFC South, and uh, they're going to be hmm. somebody that, you know, I, as a Browns fan, I want to see the Colts pick up losses so that, you know, if there's any tiebreakers or any, uh, yeah. you know. But if it makes you feel any better... I was going to go with Juju Smith-Schuster as my best of the week, but then I read that he was injured. Um, so he got I injured. He got injured, and it was his birthday, so you can't do that. Uh, well, I mean, I could. But I, I, I prefer players who don't get injured. Well, he, <laughs> he hurt himself on the stupid ball and those flags, so whatever. Well, yeah, that was one of the stranger injuries we've ever seen. But. Yeah, I was really mad about it when it happened. So, yeah, I, under, I understand, though. I mean, he did have, like, if you fumble the game away, Eric, it is, like, it's sad. It's, like, you cost the Packers the win. And then it makes me even more mad because, you know, what makes me the most mad about it is that Philip Rivers had to do nothing to get that win. He had to do nothing. He was just like, here, I get the win. And you know how I feel about Philip Rivers. And he was, he was kind of arrogant after the game, and I don't think he deserved the win. I think I don't really know if, if that's arrogance. He's arrogant. Rivers. I just think he. I don't think it's on purpose. I just think he carries himself a certain way, and it's. I don't like you know, it. I'm not a big Rivers fan either, but I don't like it. I mean, know. I think that that's a pretty common trait amongst quarterbacks, though. They're often very arrogant. No, because Aaron I mean, Rodgers sort of, can be arrogant, but he's still like funny and like. Well, yeah, I think that there's a limit. 
right? I mean, but I think that arrogance is, is definitely a, a trait that is frequently found in quarterbacks for a good reason. You, you kind of have to be arrogant to play that position. Now, there's a limit, and you know, obviously if you're too arrogant, then you, you become, you know, what Philip Rivers is. But, uh, you know, just arrogance in and of itself isn't, isn't always necessarily a bad thing. No. I guess not. I guess having some arrogance I guess maybe the line is confidence versus arrogance. Yeah. That might good. be the more appropriate way to put it. Yeah. Confidence versus arrogance. I like that. All right. Dale, who is your Thanksgiving bust? Before I do that, uh, what you were talking about made me think of this, and I just thought of it as an interesting question to maybe think about and uh, maybe give an answer later. But are the Colts the most surprising division leader at this point? Yes. So just sort of roll that over in your head. Okay, you already know your answer. Maybe Eric does too, maybe not. But that was just something that I thought about here and figured I'd pose that question. But anyway, uh, my bust for this week is, the entire Detroit Lions offense. Um, Matt Stafford was 18 of 33 for 178 yards, lost 33 yards on five sacks. And if you combine that with their 17 carries for 40 yards running the ball, they, they had a grand total of 185 total yards. Huh. And that's against the Panthers defense, which was ranked only 18th in the league in total defense. Hmm. So pretty abysmal performance from them. And they, uh, they as a group, got my bust of the week. Yeah, and I don't think they played too well on Thursday Night Football either. No, they did not. So They, they got had, more yards, but they, they, didn't, they didn't look that good. They had two bad, two bad games. My answer to Dale's question about the most surprising division leader, um, it's not Indianapolis. I actually thought Indianapolis would be right where they are, would be neck and neck with Tennessee. I thought Tennessee would probably fall out in the end, but I'm not surprised. That, I mean, they're technically tied. They just have a tiebreaker because they won that game. But they play again, so that, that could change. My biggest surprise for leading their division would be Riverboat Ron and the Washington football mm-hmm. team, who technically was, to the I top was, of the division right now. I was wondering if it was going to be my, – my thought was that the candidates would be the Colts, the Washington football team and the Rams, that those would be the the most yeah. surprising ones. And the Rams would be my second one, just because yeah. I thought Seattle was going to run away with that division. Me especially too. with San Francisco being hurt. Um, Arizona's actually a little further along than I thought they'd be, and they're only a game out. But, yeah, I thought Russell Wilson would just be falling out. Him and DK Metcalf would ball over everybody. And I just didn't really have a great feeling about the Rams' offense. Yeah, but, I didn't you know, either, but they, they came alive. Yeah, they came alive. And I think we've talked about it before. I think the the fact of how bad that Seattle defense has been has been the real uh, the real surprising thing and probably the cause of, of uh, why they're not running away with it. Yeah, definitely the reason. All right, guys. Can you guess my bust? The one and only Tom Brady. He's not my bust for a bad performance. He's my bust for being a poor sport, for not shaking Jared Goff's hand. Because I don't like that. I think it's horrible. I think it's rude. I think that you're Tom Brady. You should be above that. All these other quarterbacks, when you beat them, shake your hand. So be above it. I don't like his little sly comments. Oh, I just didn't think about it when it came to Nick Foles. 
well, I must have not thought about it. Oh, you thought about it. You were just pissed and you you ran off the field and just couldn't bring yourself to go shake his hand because he beat you not once but twice now, once being in the Super Bowl. And Jared Goff, you know. Don't give me the shit that you don't know Jared Goff. I'm so sick of hearing that. Oh, well, some of these other quarterbacks, I shake their hands. I have a personal relationship with them, he says. You did not have a personal relationship with Justin Herbert, who is 22 years old. You don't know him that well. And I honestly don't like Tom Brady now. Like, I didn't like him before. Now I really don't like him. I think he's a poor sport, and I think he needs to wake up and realize that you lost a game. He's an idol. Do you know? This is why I look at it. He's an idol to so many kids. You know how many kids were watching that game? And watched poor Jared Goff look like a lost puppy walking around the field. Did you guys see Jared Goff after, after that game? He looked like a poor lost I puppy wa- walking around looking for Tom Brady. It was embarrassing. It was rude. And Tom Brady should be feeling like a piece of shit. I don't like him. It's rude. Do I dare say fuck Tom Brady? I actually, yes, I say fuck Tom Brady. I actually was... <laughs> I was watching, I watched the end of that game and I noticed it right away. I mean, I don't like he him. was headed towards the, the tunnel Rude. and Goff was uh, kind of wandering around there. I think I even saw Goff say, where's Tom? Um, mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Tom Brady is an intense, and I can't believe I'm going to defend Tom Brady again, but here we go. Do not defend he's him. He's an intense, he's an intense compared. No, I think it's bullshit. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, I, I would be. I would have probably said, if I was Goff, I probably would have said something snarky because, I don't know, I guess I don't really, I don't always say the right thing. And then Goff handled it with class. And you would figure, I, I have to believe that it really did slip Brady's mind. No, Because, number one, he's getting, he's getting, no, hear me out, hear me out. He's number getting one, he's up getting there. Older. He's not that old. So, I, hey, I forget shit all the time. Okay, I'm he's not 40. 70. Um, uh, well, hear me out. Number two. He is, you, you acknowledge that he is a role model. He is, I mean, he is a public figure and he is a person who endorses products. So it would be very foolish of someone like him to publicly display that kind of behavior on purpose. Well, you know what? He does make money off of endorsements. He does mm-hmm. want to be well-liked. So I can't, I can't honestly believe that he meant to do that. He did it on purpose. Oh, he meant to. That's just making him less marketable. And I think uh, I think that Eric has some valid points, but I also have to say that, you know, it, it's kind of a flimsy excuse, and we're not that stupid. You know, when this has happened twice and... Three times. You know, it's happened three times. Oh, three times, and we're expected to believe that it only happens when you lose, and it has happened once when you win. That that's starting to develop into a pattern. So uh, I it's 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 uh it's asking a lot of us to believe that it's not just a petty petulant response. And I think that's what it is. You know, he is competitive, and that's that's something that we praise a lot of the time. And then we get critical of people when they uh, don't handle it the way we want to after the games when they lose. But you know, you're a professional. Deal with it. Um, either go out there and and shake his hand even when you lose, and if, if you get your ass kicked, um, or else deal with the criticism. One, you know, you make your choice, but deal with it one way or the other. I don't want to hear any complaining from him about getting picked on because he gets praised week in, week out for all of his accomplishments. Mm-hmm. He can deal with a little bit of uh, criticism when he does something douchey and acts like an ass on the field uh, or 
better yet, act like an ass getting himself off of the field. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a situation of his own making. He could have avoided it entirely. Totally avoided. I agree. That was perfectly said. Perfectly said, Dale. Okay. Let's move on to our Thanksgiving honorables. Eric? Taysom Hill would actually be Taysom my Hill is honorable your thing. Ooh, I like that. Now, I don't see... Here's the interesting thing about him. A lot of fantasy users could slot him as a tight end in this past week. Because yeah. um, when he got switched to quarterback, like they didn't get that changed over in some of the fantasy. So he could get quarterback points as a tight end. And he got a decent amount of points, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 20, uh, 24 points, you know, um, he ran for a touchdown. Um, and I was surprised that they went with him. I thought they would, they would go with uh, Jameis Winston. And I, I'm still kind of confused. I guess they don't believe Jameis Winston has a grasp of the offense. Maybe. And that Taysom Hill does. It seems odd to bring in a guy like Winston, regard him as the backup quarterback the whole year, and then when you finally need him, say, oh, we're going to go with this guy who's more of a gadget player. I mean, they won the game, and... and Let's face it, that offense runs through... Uh, Kamara. Yeah, Alvin Kamara. Uh, the, the offense really runs through him. He's having an amazing year. He's, especially if amazing. you look at his uh, receiving his receiving stats, they're off the charts. But uh, it, it proved to be a good decision by uh, Sean Payton to play Taysom Hill, and he looked solid. They won the game. The, the backup quarterbacks always win in uh, New Orleans. It's uh, the damnedest thing. Yeah, it is. I, I'm not so sure though that, that they can keep that up against teams that are better than Atlanta, though. That that's the one thing sure. that I'm not sure about after watching that. And I'll be interested to see what they do going forward if they keep trying that, or if they go to a more, uh, let's say, traditional offense against their remaining opponents. At least until Breeze is able to come back, whenever that is. Yeah, I wonder. This is what I do wonder though. Do you think if, like, say, Hill struggles? next week and they lose, they go with Winston the following week? Could that happen? I don't know. It depend, It would depend how much he struggles and in what way he struggles. And it would also depend on the particular defensive matchup. Well, they've got the Broncos, the Falcons, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Vikings, and the Panthers left. Yeah. So realistically, like the only hard game left is the Chiefs. Vikings could be a little hard, but... Their defense isn't great, so. I mean, and that would be that would be because that's one. So they played one game without Breeze, and they have three more. So he, Breeze could technically be back uh, if they can win these next three. I don't really think the Chiefs game matters too much to them. They, no. I feel like it's one of those games where they could afford to lose, I and mean, they, they want to call on that number one seed if they can. But I don't think it's worth uh, risking Breeze if he's not ready. No, they could just kind of not. hold off and then roll him out against uh, Minnesota. And it, it just, I guess it depends what the standings are as well. And here's um, my thing. If like he's not 100% even against Minnesota, just sit him. If you already have that number one seed, like what if they already have that number one seed locked up? I wouldn't rush him back. I don't think they – I don't know that they will have it locked up. It's possible. But. I, think, I think definitely either way, don't rush him back. I mean – yeah, I hope they don't rush him back. You, you want you want Drew Brees out there in the best shape that he mm-hmm. can possibly be in. 
And if that means being a, the two seed, the three seed, I feel like you just go with that. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm trying to think here. It almost You could almost work yourself into a situation where it would be advantageous for you to it, it would have, a lot of things would have to fall their way, but they could fall out of that number one spot and work their way down to that fifth spot and then get Washington in the first round. <laughs> Ew, which, uh... which is almost as good as a bye week, isn't it? Yeah, it is, actually. Almost. I think you'd rather have the bye week than to play Washington. Although, and then although after watching, watching what uh, Washington does to opposing starting quarterbacks, Maybe you don't want to do that. All right, Dale. Who's your Thanksgiving honorable? Well, I I, I went. Uh, I had two guys sitting here to pick from because I wasn't sure if if either of you were going to take who I had. But uh, I had a uh, a certain team flavor to it. But uh, I guess I'll go with Justin Herbert, thirty-seven forty-nine, three hundred and sixty-six yards and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't against very good competition, but. Went out there and put up some big numbers and and got a win. Andy's been playing really good. Really, really good. Like, I mean, as really good. Uh, unfortunately, at this point, I mean, he's he now has the inside track to rookie of the year. I would think, um, given the unfortunate uh, situation with Joe Burrow. Yeah. All right. My Thanksgiving honorable is going to go to the Minnesota Vikings offense i'm still a little mad that they lost to the cowboys i don't know how they lost i mean (laughs) if you look at the game kirk cousins had a good game he was 22 of 30 for 314 yards and three touchdowns they had dalvin cook fumbled and kirk cousins fumbled is that to make the difference in the game maybe maybe that's why they lost i don't know but i'm angry about it I thought they were going to sneak into the playoffs. I don't think they make the playoffs now because of this loss. That's all I'm going to say about it. I'm disappointed. I'm mad, but they're still my honorable because they had such a good performance. Delvin Cook had a good performance. I'm feeling had a good performance, and Kirk Cousins had a good performance. I just don't know how they let Andy Dalton duel them out and win. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate our show. Don't forget to share our podcast with your friends. And don't forget to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We'll be back next week with our week 12 ballers, busts, and honorable mentions. So don't forget to check back. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. Cheers.